Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime. Welcome to the Beetlejuice Minute, where we discuss Tim Burton's Beetlejuice minute by minute. I'm your host, Julianne Fay, actress and owner of CinemaBliss.com, and my co-host today is Barry Rathbun. I am not an actress. I am more involved in the sound part of making movies. We have a special guest with us all the way from Southwest Louisiana, which is funny because we're all from Southwest Louisiana, Chris Taylor. Hi. <laughs> I don't like saying I do anything, so I'm like, I do things, you write. I guess. I write. You write. I write. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say it on here because that will actually make me have to do it. I'll be like, I write, so I tell stories. And now I'm going to have to be like, oh, crap, people expect me to do this. I guess i got to do it now. <laughs> yes. Yes, I write. That was our whole point of inviting you to this podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. How was intervention? <laughs> <laughs> so we're now on minute four, which begins with Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis exchanging vacation presents. I mean, who does that? I love that idea. And ends with Jane, the annoying real estate agent. Well, we don't know Car honk. We just hear the very Car portion honk. of a, well, first we hear a phone ring. Yes. And they're, too, they're being too adorable to answer it. Yes. Because, you know, she gets up, and he gets up, and they get up, and it's, it's cute. Well, I love the establishment of the characters. I mean, Gina Davis, she's dressed in florals. She's happy Susie Homemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, the gift she gives him is very obscure through context clues. I'm assuming this is like a wood stain or something. Uh, yeah. tongue Man- Manchurian tongue. Or Manchurian, thank you. Yeah. Some of them. <laughs> uh, I actually figured it was for the model, but then he says it's enough for... Like the wardrobe and the gazebo, because he stretches out that O, so I gotta say it like that. <laughs> but so I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's actually for actual things. But you know, maybe it might be for. Actually, it, it might, might be, be for a his gazebo model. Gazebo inside right the model, but I thought he said bureau. Yeah. He said gazebo. Gazebo. He said he did say bureau. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I, I stretched. Out, he stretches out bureau so much that I thought it was three syllables. So I decided it was gazebo. Yeah. Yes, that's what happened. But we actually learned it's not a vacation per se. It's more it's of a staycation. staycation. Because they adore being together, and they're just so cute. I love them. And they love being in their house, which that's good. (laughs) Get used to it. (laughs) Now, Tim Burton is not known for showing actual sex in his films. They're usually, you know, good family family friendly films, but. I mean, come on, they're on the sofa together. They won't leave it, let each other leave the sofa when the phone rings. She puts her cute. legs up on his left. They're probably going to make out. <laughs> but, of course, the movie has to keep going because two happy people making out uh, leads to other things. And that's not this type of movie. This is a family film. Yeah, they'll get into that later in the movie. Probably. It's like minute six. I think minute six or seven, they talk about that. So put a pin in it. <laughs> Oh, and they're also one of those like really annoying in sync couples because yes. he's got the black and white checkers and he's got the kind of conformist uh, beige, what do you, khaki pants, whatever. Uh, but his red t shirt kind of matches her little red apron. So they're like those kind of couples that accidentally or maybe on purpose kind of dress the same colors. Ooh. Well, I, I just never thought about it until just now, and I'm looking at it behind us that it's. He's wearing, yeah, black, white, and red, which we would find out that over the next two decades. Actual... That is Tim Burton's color palette, just yeah. right there, black, white, and red. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, and also, I mean, he's dressed in his role. Like, you you know, you find out, you, you know, he does, he's a hardware, he works, 
he owns a hardware store, it seems like. He might. Yeah. He definitely works there and mm-hmm. has some ownership in it. So you hear, oh, that's a hardware store guy. You look at him and go, yeah, that is a hardware store guy with his flannel and khakis and everything. So we like these people. They're cute. They're loving. They're adorable. Indeed. They give each other sweet gifts. and I, I, I'm not going to go into a whole rant about that, but it, it is, it is <laughs> okay. so hard to hide gifts from people, like if you're living with them. Oh my God! You got like sounds like a personal yeah, problem. Like, no, just like because I just think about how he picks it up. He's like he opens his tongue oil and he's like and he immediately pulls down her wallpaper and it's, her, and it's right next to it. And it's up in the attic and it's like it's in view where he could just grab it, but mm-hmm. she's never found it. So you got to like think psychologically about where won't she look, you know, and things like that. And it is it is hard, man. You probably <laughs> I think uh, you also maybe get the idea that. Even if she would have seen it, she wouldn't have said anything. Thought anything of that it. couple. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to pretend I didn't see this you gave me. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know. You should just, see the cute face that Barry just made. It was great. Podcast. <laughs> now, it, I mean, it, it does look like the attic's pretty cluttered. So maybe that's like the key. Because that is kind of the key to hiding gifts. Oh, is just face. have so much crap. <laughs> that they don't want to look through it. Like, just, they, they, they see a room full of stuff and they're like, I'm done. Okay. And that's where you, it's in plain sight and they'll just never know. That's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how you hide stuff. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> well, we can speculate they're kind of two sides of the same coin because he likes aesthetically pleasing exteriors and because obviously he's made an entire town and there's nothing about the exteriors of all these houses mm-hmm. and she obviously likes to decorate the interior of the home which means they're gonna love the people coming up yeah, yeah. <laughs> boy aren't they wow we'll talk about foreshadowing but we don't know about that yet no, if we're we, watching it for the all, first time no, we've just met these these adorable people who won't answer the phone because <laughs> they're too cute they're too cute to answer the phone <laughs> And, and this is a Tim Burton movie, no less. <laughs> and then there's that ominous honk at the tail end of this clip. Ominous? Well, <laughs> well, and I, I, I mean, it's knowing the like character, it. I'd call it ominous because they know who she is, and they're like, "Oh, it's Jane." Yeah. You yes. To them, it, to them, it's ominous. They don't know how much more ominous their life is about to get. Exactly. I like that they, they just hear a honk and they know who it is. It's not like, "Oh, I wonder who that could be." Maybe it's FedEx delivering something. No. It's a honk. Yeah, they, he, know, they know that You honk. can see their faces immediately change <laughs> into... Uh, Cute time is over. <laughs> well, this is a really short minute. I think so. Oh, uh, there's more to talk about, like the model and things. Look how cool the model is. It and, is a really cool model. You know, and then it's, it's nice seeing Alec Baldwin be lovable. <laughs> it is. We'd never get that anymore. Not Come really, back, lovable really. Alec Baldwin. Stop yelling at people. Like, I think the most lovable I've seen him recently is in uh, It's Complicated a few years ago. Oh, yeah. And he was an adulteress. He was like a straight-up adulteress. Adulterous, but that was still like the most lovable we'd seen him in a movie in the past 20 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. I'm trying to think what Gina Davis has done lately. I think she's, she's actually kind of semi-retired. Yeah, yeah, she does Olympic archery for people who don't know this. She, she oh, does wow. archery, yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, not, not movies, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> not Olympic archer movies? <laughs> That's a movie I'd like to see her in. Well, wasn't, wasn't, was it two years ago, The Year of the Archer? Mm. Dang it. Mockingjay. We've missed our movie. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, where were you, Gina? Where were you? (laughs) She actually made a movie at home called, like, Gina Davis in Gina Davis as (laughs) Gina Davis. (laughs) The Archer. Wait a second. You just said her name three times. That means she's going to show up. She's going to show up. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, that would be (laughs) awesome. You hear, like, a. 
We'll be like, no way. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, Johnny wait, no, Depp, it's Jane. Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp. Crap. Johnny Depp circa 1990. Johnny Depp circa 1990. Johnny Depp circa 1990. <laughs> we're gonna hear. We're gonna think we're summoning it. We're actually summoning Jane. Is what it is. Oh awesome. God. <laughs> Hong Kong. I'm gonna try to sell your house. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's just minute four. Yes. Thank you all for. Thank y'all. See, we're from Southwest Louisiana. Thank y'all for listening, and we'll catch you tomorrow for a minute five of the Beetlejuice Minute. Bye bye. Until next time, save us some popcorn, and we'll see you soon at the Beetlejuice Minute.